with this being uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I thought it was very important that we look at this idea of thankfulness, of gratitude, and the danger of ingratitude. And so if you have your Bibles, look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 this morning, and I want us to um, look at um, verses 1 through 5, and I am going to seriously abbreviate this message so that we can get out on time. But let's look at Paul's words. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars who whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage, inquire abstinence from foods that God created, to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving for it is made holy by the word of god and prayer paul is saying uh, this to uh, young preacher timothy in this passage he associates demonic activity in a person's life when it comes to ingratitude, when there's a lack of thankfulness in a person's life. And you think of that for a moment and you think, man, isn't that kind of over the top, Paul? You know, ingratitude is, is, uh, is, uh, is kind of rude, but, but it's, it's part of demonic activity. Why is he so serious about this? Well, I want you to think of us as, a, as a parents of children. When our kids are really young and, uh, and people give them things or we give them things, what do we want to hear them say when we give them something? Thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed that at Harvest Festival a few weeks ago. And there were pe- parents coming through the, their, their line, the, the line with their little ones, and the kids were getting candy, and the parents were working really hard to get them say, thank you. You know what? That's really important um, for us as parents that we hear our kids express gratitude for what we give to them. And uh, and and when they don't ex- express gratitude, we get kind of bent out of shape, don't we? That's the same way God is, church. God wants us to be thankful. And not just thankful uh, at Thanksgiving, but thankful throughout the year. Paul is associating ingratitude with demonic activity in this passage of Scripture. Now, 
when we are ungrateful as believers, you know, typically we are looking for something else to satisfy. You know, these false teachers were duping believers in, into thinking that God was holding out on them, that they were missing something. And in, in what God was holding out on was, uh, you know, they were supposed to avoid certain foods. And, and they weren't really to partake in the physical aspects of a marriage relationship, that those things were bad. And if you really wanted to be close with God, you get closer to God, you would abstain from certain things. They didn't believe that the gospel, that Jesus' work on the cross was enough. There was more that they had to do, and it was contrary to the word of God. You go back to the Garden of Eden, and, and the serpent duped Eve in believing that there was more. You know, God had given Adam and Eve everything to partake of in that garden. I mean, 99.9% of what was in that garden, they were free to enjoy. And they ought to have been grateful for. But the enemy, the serpent said, but what about that tree that God told you to avoid? And instead of being appreciative of everything that was around her, she wanted something more. She believed that if she partook of the fruit of that particular tree, she would be like God. And the serpent got Eve to believe something contrary to what God had said. The demonic activity of ingratitude. God wants us to be thankful for all that he's given. And there is far more to to enjoy that we can partake of than what's outside that he has said to avoid. I want you to look at Romans chapter 1 this morning. Romans chapter 1. And uh, Paul associates associates this ingratitude um, with with idolatry. Romans chapter 1, look at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed against heaven, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give him or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. 
Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the Creator rather than the creature, rather than the creator. Why did God give them up? God gave them up to the creature uh, because that was more important in their life than where all these good things that God had given them had come from. Look at verse 21 again. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give him or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's the way it was in the first century and that's the way it is today. People don't want to acknowledge that there is a God and that all that we have to enjoy has come from him. Man wants to think that he has done this on his own through all the self-worth, the self-effort and, and hard work, all that he's accomplished. This, this is what he's acquired, that it hasn't come from God. And they aren't thankful. They don't acknowledge him. And so Paul says that God gives those individuals over to their own depraved mind and they begin to worship the things that have been created. Rather than worshiping the Creator, acknowledging that all these things come from Him, we, we focus our attention on, on the blessings of God and what we've acquired, and we begin to worship those things. It's all because there's no heart of gratitude, acknowledging that it all comes from Him. Lack of gratitude, Paul says, leads to idolatry. Now, maybe you're here this morning and you're thinking to yourself, well, pastor, you know, you know, having a heart of gratitude, being thankful is important, but there, I get to the point where I'm tired of saying thank you. And, uh, you know, God just knows my heart and I shouldn't have to say it anymore. Well, how would that come across if your children had the same attitude with you? You know, they came up to you one day after dinner and said, Hey, Mom, you know, I'm tired of saying thank you for the meals that you prepare and the the clothes that you wash and how you take care of this house. I'm tired, Dad, of you, you know, bringing home the... going out and working so hard that we can have the things that we want around. I'm just tired of that, Mom and Dad. I don't want to say thank you anymore. How would you respond? You know, I, I could hear moms saying, you know, well, maybe I'll just stop doing things for you so that you won't have anything to be thankful for. As parents, we, we long. I mean, we don't live for those words, but we appreciate when they, they notice that, uh, 
you know, that we sacrifice for them. We, in fact, a lot of us probably long to hear those words. And that's the same way God is. God wants us to be thankful for everything that he has given to us. And he doesn't want us to forget. He never, ever wants us to forget. So gratitude is important. And and number two, it needs to be a priority of our life. You know, as believers in Christ, we ought to be the most uh, thankful, appreciative, appreciative, happy people on the face of the planet. Because we know that all that we have, all that we enjoy, all that's made available to us, it comes from God. We know this to be the truth, and it's all because of Him. We should be thankful. We should be the most excited. Paul says that we should always be thankful. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 says, we need to be thankful for all things. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, we need to be thankful for in, we we need to be thankful in all things. Wherever we're at, whatever is going on in our life, we need to be people who are thankful. If you're in a life group this morning and you have the opportunity to study during this holiday week together, you're going to be going, looking at Luke chapter 17 and the 10 lepers that Jesus healed. Here were 10 lepers who were social outcasts. You know, they had to live amongst themselves because they were unclean and, and, uh, they didn't want to Society didn't want them to pass this disease on to others, and so they had to live isolated from everybody else. And here were ten lepers, and they were totally desperate. And they heard that Jesus was in the vicinity, and they saw Jesus from a distance, and they started hooping and hollering, asking him to 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 make them clean, to heal them. And Jesus said, you go and you see the priest and, uh, and, uh, show him that God has healed you. And along the way, as they were going to see the priest, um, they realized that they were made well. And the Bible says of the 10 who were on their way to see the priest, only one realized, hey, this was Jesus whom God used to heal them. And because he was appreciative, he was overwhelmed with what God had done in his life, he went back and he thanked Jesus personally. The Bible says when he thanked Jesus personally, the Bible says that he was made completely well. He was saved. But Jesus had a question for them. For him, he said, weren't there ten of you? Where's, where's the other nine? What happened to the other nine? The other nine got caught up in the blessing and neglected the blessor. I mean, they were just, they were, they were just overwhelmed that they were now healed. And so they just neglected what God had done in their life and they went on with their life and there was one who came back to Jesus. 
know what that story tells me? That the odds are against us, church. You, Christian, that you are going to have a heart of gratitude. This isn't in many people's hearts. But Jesus longs to hear those words of thankfulness. We need to be people, the people, who are the most thankful for what God has done in our life. And we know this because we know the truth. We know where all these things come from. It needs to be a priority of our life. Not just at Thanksgiving time. But each and every time we come together, you come together as a family or personally, as you're about to partake of food, You didn't work for that food. God gave you that food. No, pastor, I work for that food. I've got a job. You know, I've got, I, I have a full-time job and I'm able to, no. God does everything in your life. God gives you the ability to wake up each and every day. He gives you the breath of life so that you can go on about your day. He gives you a mind. He gives you the physical ability to perform a job, to do whatever you're responsible for. It all comes from God. So as you're sitting down at that fast food restaurant alone or with your, at home with your family partaking of food, that food's come from God. He's blessed you with the ability and the resources to do for you to be able to provide for your family. So it needs to be a priority. But lastly, I want you to see uh, the provision of God. Everything God does in our life, everything is good. Look at verse 4 of 1 Timothy chapter 4. For everything created by God is good. And nothing is to be rejected. All that God gives is good. Now if there's some bad stuff in the world, and there's some bad stuff in the world, the reason why it's bad is because it's been tampered by by the enemy or by an unrighteous man. And that's how things get twisted and are not good. But how do you know what's in front of you is good and is to be and is to be partaken of? That's a good question. The way we know it's good and God wants us to enjoy it because he's created it, is you've got to measure it against Scripture. What does the Word say? Because the Word is not going to contradict whatever God is wanting to provide in your life. Go back to the garden I mentioned just a moment ago. God didn't want Adam and Eve to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was good. 
But God told them to avoid it. And God has told us, God has told you to avoid certain things in your life. It, it may be because you have um, physical limitations. You know, because we live in this fallen world, um, everything isn't perfect. And there are some people who have um, allergies to certain foods that have to be avoided. You know, you see people who are allergic to peanuts and other people can eat, or eat peanuts with no problems, but you can't. It might kill you. That is something you have to avoid. Yes, peanuts are good, but for you personally, you have to avoid those things. <clears throat> I think, you know, a lot of us are going to have pumpkin pie tonight. A piece of pumpkin pie is good, you know, and we should enjoy it. But a whole pumpkin pie is better, better. (laughs) yeah, but is bad. It is unhealthy for you. You know, I I know the temptations that are going to come my way on Thursday. After this huge meal that uh, we're going to partake of as a family, my wife is going to uh, ask a question of all of us. Do you want some pumpkin pie or pecan pie or uh, apple dumpling with ice cream? That's the choice. You know what my answer is? Yes. (laughs) That's not good. So everything that God creates... It's good, but it's within moderation. God said that marriage was good. God said that the physical aspects of a marriage relationship are good. God said that all food that he has created is good. God's not trying to hold out on you. There's not something that you're missing out. God wants you to enjoy it all. But don't let the enemy convince you that there's something more. If it's not good for you, don't be tempted by it. Don't go there. We need to focus, we need to focus on the 99.9% of God's blessings in our life. One last passage of scripture, James chapter 1, verse 17. James chapter 1, verse 17, talking about the goodness of God. Verse 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God is the same yesterday and today and forever. There is no shifting shadow 
when it comes to God and his character and his nature. The first part of that verse talks about God being the father of lights. Coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I want you to think about this for a second. You know, it's daylight right now. And you think of this earth, you know, this is, this earth rotates around the sun and, um, and this earth is rotating and there's part of the, part of the portion of the earth that is, um, is visible to the sun. And so there's daylight, but as that earth begins to continue to rotate, it turns away from the sun, and that's where darkness appears. And that's where, you know, we enjoy the nighttime, and we go to sleep, and we get our rest. Uh, Just as that is a physical truth, it's also a spiritual truth as well. There is no... Everything that comes from God is good, and there is no shifting shadow. Unfortunately, as believers, we have a tendency of taking our our eyes off of God and appreciating everything that is around us that we can enjoy under his control, and we begin to look at things around us. We see things that... Our friends are doing. Hey, that looks good. That's something I want to participate in. But when you compare it to the word of God, God says, don't go there. But if we're consumed by that thought and we begin to focus on uh, what we think God is holding out on us from, Pretty soon, we begin to focus on that and we turn our lives away from the Father of lights. And we begin, begin living in darkness. Church, I just want to encourage you this morning to always be thankful for what God has provided in your life. Avoid looking at what God says to avoid, to turn away from. Because as we begin to turn away from the Father of lights, our hearts become hardened. We find ourselves living in darkness. And we have hearts of ingratitude. Paul says that... Ingratitude is a demonic activity that we must avoid. We must be people who are always thankful. And be like Job. Job in chapter 13. Job in chapter 13, verse uh, uh, 15. Says, though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. Are you thankful this morning? I know some of you are going through a really hard time right now. And you're questioning God's goodness in your life.
and you're looking at the definition of goodness from a unrighteous, unrighteous uh, uh, heart. Because we associate goodness, good, from an unrighteous heart as, is this is going to be something I enjoy? Is this something that's going to be fun? No, that's not the biblical definition of goodness. Everything that comes from God is good. And what that means, there is intrinsic value. It is good for us. It might not be something that you enjoy at the moment, but God's not done writing the story. And God has a purpose, and it is to be for your good and for those who's, 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 the loved ones in your lives who love God. Thursday is um, the turkey trot. Anybody going to the turkey trot on Thursday? All right, Scotty is. All right, hey, who's going to join me on the turkey? What's the turkey trot? The turkey trot is a 5K up at College Heights, uh, up at the college at 7.30 on Thursday morning. I did it last year for the first time. You know what? It wasn't a lot of fun. (laughs) But it was good for me. It had intrinsic value. Not everything that happens in our life is enjoyable, is fun. But everything that comes from God is good. And we need to be people who are thankful. Because when we are thankful, we don't live in the darkness. We are living in the light. And he is the father of lights. And we can thank, say thank you for everything that happens in our life. God wants us to always be thankful. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. But it's important that we do it throughout the year.